Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your show hosts, Snowbike Mike, joined by both of my gaming dads this week. We're back together for the holidays, dudes. And man, it makes me smile looking at your face, Gary Witta. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I've got this energy drink here. I'm, I'm trying to like pump myself up because I'm a little bit low energy coming in today. Okay, okay. Last few days, it's just been like one of those weeks yeah. where I'm doing a lot of like year end paperwork and okay. just bore, just boring, like, you know, stuff, the grind, like nothing exciting has been going on. This is the, this is, this is so far the, the, the highlight of my week. So I'm going to raise my game and get some excitement going for you. I love being the highlight of your week. I want you to know that, Gary. Well, I said, look at it. It's a low bar this week, time. but nonetheless, <laughs> you are the highlight. Uh, Gary, of course, I'm glad that we can bring a little bit of energy into your life. You know who brought a lot of energy into my life? Paris Lilly, because he covered last week's episode, sat down with Brian Gerard from 343 Industries, talked all things Halo Infinite Season 5 and beyond, which I recommend you go check out the latest Kind of Funny X cast from last week. But Paris, you absolutely brought it. How are you feeling energy-wise, big dog? Oh, I'm good. I'm I'm doing really good. It's uh, it's been uh, one heck of a week, uh, and I appreciate the kind words about the interview uh, with Brian about about Halo Infinite. But that that day itself was just so funny because obviously I did the interview. The flipping camera cuts off like <laughs> two minutes in, and I'm like, we're just gonna power through this thing. And wait, is that is that actually up. how it went out with the uh-huh. still frame of yep. Paris? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so oh my it- god. It went to black, and then I just had to find a picture of Paris yeah. to use for the rest of the episode. Paris, you've been having these camera problems for a while. I know, and I think I figured it out, so knock on wood, we'll, we'll see during this episode. If if this camera cuts out again, and I may just do this anyways, um, I'm probably going to switch to a webcam. Like I know you and I were talking offline, I'm looking at that Elgato uh, yeah, the, Facecam the Pro. Yeah, 4K Facecam yeah. Pro is really yep, nice, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's nice to have a DLSR camera, but yeah, I, I need something that's going to be more reliable, obviously, since I do this remote. But yeah, it was it was a great conversation. I know it got picked up uh, around a few yeah. different places, uh, talking about some of the content that came out of there. But it was funny that day. So it's like I literally record it and I hop in my car and I sit in two hours of L.A. traffic. I did the giant bomb thing with, with Khalif and Jeff Grubb and everyone. That, that was awesome to do. We had a lot of fun doing that. It was great to see everybody, you know, at, at, at that was at the giant bomb event. You know, shout out to Lucy and Tam and just everybody over there uh, for being great hosts. But, uh, you know, it was funny the next day I went to the Xbox mixer uh, before the game awards. And, you know, obviously got to see Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, Rod Ferguson was there. Got to talk to Todd Howard. He had a lot of kind words, you know, for here, for us here at the X-Cast, which I really appreciate it. Got to see Matt Booty, you know, just the whole leadership team was there. 
but uh, I also got to see some uh, people that uh, are at 343, and it was just funny that what one of them, I'll, I'll keep him nameless, uh, he pulled up his phone and he was just like showing this whole like transcript of the, the thing with Brian. And I was like, I didn't get Brian in trouble, did I? He's like, no. He goes, we weren't necessarily ready to talk about campaign. Wasn't coming back for Halo Infinite, but hey, it's out now. And, uh, you know, guys had a great interview and it, it was it was a lot of fun to, to watch and listen to. So really appreciate it hearing that, too. But uh, since I'm talking, I'll just say overall, it was it was awesome to be at the Game Awards to just see everybody. That That's the highlight for me to just see everybody. I obviously got to see Greg Blessing underplaying his outfit again. I knew he was, wasn't, wasn't telling the <laughs> truth on that, but I uh, got to see Janet. Matter of fact, Greg, myself, uh, Janet, we were kind of all sitting together during the Game Awards. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey and I were sitting next to each other. Jake Baldino was sitting right in front of me. You had Andrew and Britt behind me. It was just awesome. Again, it was just awesome to have so many people be there and see so many familiar faces. But Gary, yes, one person that I did not get to see there, and we both didn't find out to after the fact that we were both in the same place, was Jules. She oh. was there. Oh, you didn't get to see oh. Jules? No. Inexcusable. It yeah, it literally, I see she's in a picture with, um, like, I think it was Phil Spencer or somebody, and I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, wait, what, you're here? And she was like, oh, oh my God, you're here. So we missed each other again. So, so we, yeah, we got to fix that in 2024. Yeah, I'm get to see her. You know, she comes all this way, but she's still, like, 400 yeah. miles from me, and, like, I've, you know, I've, my office flooded, and yeah. Christmas, and yeah. kids, and the whole thing. I couldn't get away, but... Well, yeah, at, least I, was... at least I don't get to. I have to be envious of you this week. I usually, I, well, usually Paris has got something to me, for me to be envious about. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. This, actually, this week it could have been hanging out with uh -oh. Jules, and it, at least it's he, not that. He's got something for you to be. I, envious I'm sure he's of. got something up his sleeve. Oh, oh, actually, let's I, talk I, about I got it. one thing. Yeah. I, I don't think you'll be envious of this, but uh, it was one of the highlights of being at the Game Awards. So I was doing some stuff outside of Giant Bomb with with Khalif. We're, we're just hanging out and like setting up some some filming stuff. Up walks up is Ben Starr. God. And, Love he, and he knew I was and I, I, I was like it was like a fanboy moment for me I'm like no dude you're you're the freaking man I go you're awesome he's like oh no I know you are Paris like he watches X cast the whole thing completely blew my mind to have that moment but that also was a theme over the past couple the, the couple days i was at the game awards so many people came up to me and just said how much they they love watching the show or they listen to the show and i was just just kudos and you know and i put it in the slack too but just overall just people were kind of funny just saying how much they appreciate what kind of funny does but like a lot of people obviously watched that phil spencer interview and uh just had a lot of kind words for that the todd howard stuff all, all those things but overall People love X Cast and people love Gary Witta. Oh, they absolutely Aww. love Gary They love Whitta. that Gary Witta, yeah. man. Who doesn't love that Gary Witta? That's lovely and, to hear. And they love them some Snowbike Mike because you are the best in the business, my friend. That by the way, together. that overexposed Ben Starr meme that was Great. up on that's my favorite thing that Terrific. came out yes. of the Game yeah. Awards. Terrific. That's a special one, is right. Well, Paris, yeah, you had a big week, and I'm so glad that you went out there and had a good time. I mean, from Vegas for the Lakers game as well. Yes. Giant Bomb Couch, you were phenomenal on. I stayed up and watched all of that. So much fun and everything in between. Guys, it's been an awesome week. The holidays are near. Almost here. We just got done with the Game Awards. And let me tell you what. We predicted some things for the Game Awards, but Xbox brought it. They brought games yes, that they we did. weren't they did. quite ready for. They did. And I'm excited to talk about that here on today's Kind of Funny X-Cast. Of course, this is 
The X-Cast. We post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and of course on podcast services around the globe. You can type in Kind of Funny X-Cast. You'll find us all over the place. Maybe share it with a loved one or a friend this holiday season. Maybe we'll bring in a new Xbox best friend in to the world. Of course, don't forget we are now Epic Games partners, which means if you are buying games off the Epic Games store, upgrading your look in Fall Guys, Rocket League, or Fortnite, please use our Epic Creator Code kind of funny at checkout. And I'm going to just hit the brakes really quick. I don't know if you two have jumped into the latest Fortnite update that's added the Lego Survival Crossover. I hear that's been very that's popular. That's added the Rocket League Racing or the Fortnite Festival Music uh, Rhythm Game. Oh, it's incredible, Gary Witta. It's unbelievable. Well worth your time to jump in and play with some friends. So is yeah, my daughter has my my daughter. She loves it. Absolutely I know, I know the Lego it. Fortnite thing has been very successful. Yeah. Massive. Very, the, Tell you, Epic's had a good week. Whoa! With the Google judgment and all this Fortnite stuff rolling out to, to a, a good reception. Um, so again, I don't play Fortnite, so uh, but I did see the Rocket Race. I know the Lego thing's been very successful. Big success. Um, is Rocket Racing an extension of Fortnite or Rocket League, or is it like a merging of the two? Like, what is that? It's a merging of the two because okay. you're using the Rocket League cars, but it is more of a Mario Kart style race okay. without the items. So it is a very arcadey racer on a smaller circuit what you, track. What, what am I booting up to play it? Booting up Fortnite. Fortnite. Fortnite is now the big platform that you will see all of this on. So Fortnite really is just turning into this yep. space, right, where you can do all kinds of games. Because, like, you wouldn't think of a racing game within Fortnite, but... Now, you, now do. you do. And it's sweet, So what's Gary. next? It could be anything, right? Well, they had it's the like small tease. It's platform at this point. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, they're building out the Fortnite platform is right. And they had the small tease of like Fortnite team was working on like sports games theme stuff. So like 3v3 basketball or possibly soccer as well. Football I think that's you. what they need to do Pretty to keep cool it fresh. Because we've talked before about how like Battle Royale, which was the big trend for the last few years, yeah. is already, we're already starting to tire a little bit of Battle Royale. Like we're now we're ready for like the next thing. And may and, and and this gives them the freedom to go in any direction they want. I think it's very smart. Paris, what has your daughter said to you while playing that Fortnite Lego Minecrafty survival type vibe? Well, I, not, not too much, just other than that she's been playing it. Her and her crew, they they just dived into it, but they seem really engaged. Like hell, I think she might be playing it right now. No side of the wall, but just that they're having a lot of fun with it. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much it. I, I encourage both of you and everyone watching and listening out there to go check this out, whether it be by yourself, with your friends, or with family, especially over the holidays. This Lego set is very, very fun. About 200 Fortnite skins have become Lego miniatures I that you can that, use yeah. in the game. And it's just like Minecraft. It's easy to understand. It's really fun and engaging to build, to craft, to harvest, to run around this gigantic map. I mean, this map is massive, y'all. And then on top of that, it's complemented so well by the rocket racing if you're in the mood to race some cars every now and then. Or the festival with the music is very impressive. I mean, they've teamed up. Of course, I believe, Paris, you might know, or Baird, I know on the ones and twos, they bought... Harmonet what harmonics harmonics Harmon thank you yeah. and so yeah, the people I say of wrong every time harmon I say harmonics <laughs> the people of rock band and so you are essentially just playing rock band or guitar hero in Fortnite with all of the licensed music that I you think can I think this is it's potentially a, a sea change for for because like the, what, what we just saw there with the Minecraft type building right there's nothing there's no shooting or battle royale yeah. aspect to it it's a totally different type of game 
prior to this, for the longest time, like the height of innovation was, oh, no build. Or, yes. oh, now you can be Doctor Strange or whatever character we've licensed this week or whatever. And that, you know, obviously that has its limitations. And again, we talked about how Battle Royale is starting to feel a little bit like, you know, yesterday's newspaper. This, I think, is potentially the beginning of just like endless horizon. Like, again, if the right kind of game comes along, I'll play. Part of the reason why I don't want to play Fortnite is I'm kind of done with Battle Royale shooters. But if you were saying there's a whole new kind of game that's really interesting that just happens to be on the Fortnite platform, then maybe you'll get me in there. And that's yeah. what they need to do is find ways to keep growing the, the player base. Well, my my thing on this is is this a shot across the bow at at Minecraft, just oh. in a in in ease ease of use accessibility way where you're going to get more people to jump in into basically a Lego Fortnite than you may uh, a Minecraft playing. So again, my 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 youngest, she's not playing Minecraft, but she sure as hell playing this as an example, right? So I I'm, I am curious to see what Minecraft's response will will be to this. Yeah, fun, I, you know the funny thing about it, Mike, is this is what me. Fortnite originally was. Remember, the, remember, remember the yeah. initial incarnation of Fortnite, yeah. which which was not successful, which did not take off, was a building, almost like a tower defense kind of thing, right? Build and and defend and rebuild mm -hmm. and stuff, and mm -hmm. nobody was interested. Then they said, "Oh, well, let, okay, let's try battle royale. That seems like the hot new thing." And then the Fortnite that we know today. Yeah was born now it seems like they're almost going back to their roots which is interesting right. yeah like pear said with minecraft it seems like they're elbowing into that space of minecraft roblox mm -hmm. right and trying to get in there and they're doing it right this is a ton of fun well worth your time and don't forget use our epic creator code kind of funny anytime you buy anything it's no additional cost you can help support the team keep the lights and mics on keep me and my gaming dads doing the x-cast we would really appreciate it's that. really interesting when you think about just to finish this out because i think i do think it's fascinating when you think about like the platform wars the format wars you yeah. think about xbox versus sony versus nintendo and pc as well i guess but again when you th start thinking about these game these uh these software platforms that can be anything what, where the real war is, is, is increasingly being fought is Minecraft versus Roblox versus Fortnite, right? I think that's, I think that's interesting. Yeah. We're all battling for your attention and time. You know that. Of course, we would like to thank those who support us over here at Kind of Funny each and every time throughout all of our podcasts. We give a big shout out to our Patreon producers for the month of December, like Jackson Hampton and Delaney Twining. Thank you so much for your support. This week, we are sponsored by X-Real, Z-Biotics, and BetterHelp, but I'll tell you all about that in just a little bit Guys, I'm really excited to talk about the Game Awards, but I want to take a quick detour because the holidays are upon us, and I'm looking to shop. I'm looking to buy new oh things, God. and Paris has caught my eye because Paris has got a brand-new set of Astro headphones, and I need to know all about it, Paris, because I'm a guy who loved Astros. Then I went over to Earbuds, and I'm kind of in a mix right now, Gary, of where do I go? This interests me as well because the so, A50s are yeah. my daily PC I headphones. Know you like I those. love the A50s. And I've got actually got a, a set of the A50Xs that Paris has got there on yeah. their way to me right now. So I'm excited. Oh, you got it. these coming. Oh, yeah, because the A50s yeah. are, are, my, are my favorite okay. headphones. So if they've, if they've upgraded them, which they have in Paris, I'm sure we'll tell you about it in more detail. Okay. This looks like a nice upgrade for the A50. Paris, lay it on me. What, no, what no, are these? Absolutely. This is this is a definite upgrade. What what Astro has done, Logitech G has done with these Astro A A fifty Xs, and the big thing about it is if, if you've used A fifties before, then you kind of know how it works. It has the base station, but the thing that they've done this time is the base station. Now you can connect to multiple devices at the same time. Oh. So what I've done is this is now connected to my Series X. It's connected to my PlayStation 5 and 
unofficially via Bluetooth. It's also connected to my Nintendo Switch. Plus, you can also connect this to the PC as well via via the USB-C connection because now it will do HDMI uh, 2.1. Um, and it, it almost acts like an HDMI switch now, right? So via HDMI, let's see if I can get this in focus here so people can watch and can see what I get. So you see there's there's an HDMI 2.1 connection for the Xbox, one specifically for the PlayStation, and then the HDMI out so it's a, to it's the a, receiver. So that, that acts as a pass-through, right, the dock? Exactly, right. yeah, it's, it's a pass-through. And you know, when when uh, when uh, uh, Logitech briefed me on this, my one concern about that was any potential latency or anything. Yeah, I haven't noticed anything at all. It's been pretty good. But the beauty is now with a button press on the actual headset, I can go, all right, I'm on the Xbox, Xbox, boom, press the button, boom, I'm on Xbox. Yeah. Press a button, boom, I'm and because on PlayStation. They're also, like I said, because they're also Bluetooth, you can use them for whatever. Exactly. You can connect it to your phone, and I'm doing Bluetooth yeah. audio to the Switch the old, right the now old, as The old well. A50s did not, did not have Bluetooth. Correct. And the thing about the old A50s as well is, like, you yeah. had to buy one SKU or the other if you wanted the... Like, I hated they, that. they would all work on mm -hmm. PC, but you had to buy the one that works with PC and Xbox or the one that works with PC yeah. and PlayStation. It was two separate docks. Now it's all one thing. And and you can remove you can remove the ear cups so you can swap these out put yeah. leather ones in as well things like that and they improved the the actual speakers on here so it's it, the audio is better just oh. for for lack of a better term plus it now does uh dolby atmos as well oh. on on xbox and on on and pc and also too. The, the thing that pleases me the most even though it's the most silly and obvious thing tell me the old a the old a50 dock micro usb New fifty, new A fifty X USB C. Ah, I think that's. The, that. I think Perfect. it's the last fucking micro USB cable I have in the house is going to go <laughs> when these when these A fifty Xs show up. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been a big oh, yeah. fan I of mean, the comfort they're, factor they're of the Astros always. And I, like I will say, and I would say as well, and I'm not saying this just because they're sending me one, but like I I had the A fifties for years, and I also I've also used the Logitech Pro X and various other headsets over the years. After a while, I don't know it's because I've got like a bit head or whatever. It is after a while, like. If I'm wearing headsets for a really long time, like gaming, yeah. gaming's usually when you wear headsets for the longest time, right? You can, you can game for six or eight hours and you've got the headsets. After a while, I, they start, I, my ears start to feel sweaty or they, I start, the clamping forces just do it. They, they start to get uncomfortable. I find myself fidgeting. The A50s are the only ones I've ever worn where I, they just disappear on my head and like, I can wear them for hours and never feel like they get yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that. Uh, I still have my Astros that were the Halo themed ones. Oh, yeah. With that sick military green. Love those to death. Paris, thanks for putting this on my holiday wish list. I'm about to look for these. They right are pricey. I will, I will warn you about oh, that. Yeah. What, yes. what are we talking price point? If they they are they retail for $379.99. Which so, is like so super cheap. high end. If okay. you're looking at headsets, yeah. that's very high end. But that's how they're marketing these. These are high-end gaming head headsets. And not to mention they're unique in the way that they can be connected to multiple devices all at once. And you just a button yeah, press. You can switch between them, which is really cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for putting that on my radar and all mm -hmm. the audience radar out there, Paris. Let's talk about how Xbox absolutely brought it at the Game Awards. And we're going to tell you about some really dope new games coming your way right after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Xreal. Turn any game you're playing from any console, PC, or handheld into a 130-inch virtual big screen with Xreal AR glasses. Available now at xreal.com and Amazon. 
X-Real AR glasses usher in the era of wearable displays and are perfect for gaming, watching movies and TV, working at a desk, or checking out augmented reality apps. X-Real AR glasses connect to Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, plug directly into your Steam Deck, ROG Ally, PCs, Macs, iPhone, Android. You see where I'm going with this. Kevin Coelho has been playing with the new X-Real Air 2 Pro glasses and unsurprisingly is absolutely obsessed with them. It's awesome. It's the big screen experience perfect for using on the go or at home for playing games anywhere on the biggest screen possible. The picture you see is crisp. The built-in speakers give you rich audio. The glasses are lightweight, only two and a half ounces. And because you control where the virtual screen appears, you can rest your head, neck, and shoulders comfortably without getting any of that tech neck you get when you're staring down at a screen. You can get your Xreal AR glasses now at xreal.com or Amazon. This episode's brought to you by Z-Biotics. We all have busy lives these days and we can't afford to waste a day stuck on the couch because a few drinks the night before. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol is the answer we've all been waiting for. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Zbiotics pre-alcohol your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly and you'll feel your best tomorrow. Every time I have a Zbiotics pre-alcohol before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. This holiday season, give your family a gift they'll actually want and use with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com slash kind of funny to get 15% off your first order when you use kind of funny at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash kind of funny and use the code kind of funny at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot. Having to figure out, am I getting a gift for this person? Am I not? Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself. And the holidays are a great time to do just that with therapy. You can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. And it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life. So you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself and it isn't just for those who've experienced your trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kind of funny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind of funny. Betterhelp.com slash kind of funny. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, guys, welcome back. Paris, you were at the Game Awards. Gary, I know you and Jeff Keighley, been, you've been elbowing back and forth, trying to get you up on stage to talk about he's it. He's not really been back and forth because he's just, just not responding. Yeah, well, he's really know, just he's been forth. There's been no back <laughs> at all. But I will say, of course, the Game Awards did happen last week. And I know uh, 
Xbox really brought some great announcements, and I want to talk about that in just a moment, but I do want to talk about the Game Awards overall. And I think Greg Miller and Blessing have had a great conversation on Kind of Funny Games Daily about really going over what the vibe and experience of the Game Awards were to them and to the audience, because I think there's a lot of big conversations going on about how people interpreted the Game Awards this year and the flow of the Game Awards. And Paris, I know you have something to say. I I have some other thoughts as well. So let's talk about it, Paris. What did you think of this year's Game Awards? So first and foremost, I, I really appreciated what you said on, on Twitter in real time um, the night of the Game Awards, because I think that was just the kind of the, the overall sentiment from a lot of people that were there in attendance of disappointment. And, and I don't say that in a disrespectful way towards Jeff, because I think Jeff clearly what he's been able to do over the past few years with the Game Awards and Summer Game Fest and, and uh, Gamescom opening night live um, is needed in this industry. Um, the way that I put it was as a reveal event, this, w- this was fantastic. It excelled as a reveal event, but as an award show, huge disappointment. Um, it clicked for me when Sam Lake came up and immediately got rushed off. I go, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? I go, why is he not talking more? Because previous game awards, you know, they didn't get forever. Obviously, you do the Christopher Judge thing, you know, that happened last year, but you got a decent amount of time to be able to thank the people um, that helped you get up there on that stage, you know, and, and, and be recognized. Whereas you turn around, you could see the teleprompter. It was that 30 second countdown. It start flashing. All right, wrap it up. It's flashing. It's like, wow, you're really rushing everyone off the stage here. This is disappointing. And what highlighted it, which well, I'm sure we'll get into in more in depth, was when Hideo Kojima came out about his game. And he got all the time he wanted. Not to mention Jordan Peele comes out, got all the time he wanted. Anthony Mackie came out, had all the time he wanted, you know, uh, on down the line. Matthew McConaughey, it was almost like if you were a quote-unquote special guest or, or a celebrity, there, there was no wrap it up. There was no hurry up. But if you were an award winner, I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 wins game of the year. And it was like, all right, you're trying to get in this heartfelt thing. Oh, get off the stage, wrap it up. It just it just landed wrong. Um But I think the thing for me that really stood out was to see something like best indie game thrown into a sizzle reel, just rattled off. And it wound up being Sea of Stars, which, spoiler alert, will be in my top 10 for the kind of funny, uh, you know, in 2024. But a game like Sea of Stars, which arguably was one of the best games of this year, just rattled off as a part of a sizzle reel versus acknowledging them and having them come up on stage. I really would have liked to have seen the people that made Sea of Stars. I would have loved to have seen their acceptance speech because I think that's important. That Look, the big games, whatever. I, I get, and Not that I get it because I think they all need time. But my point is the independent games are the ones that really need that spotlight put on them in something like the Game Awards that get that exposure to millions of people around the world. And instead, it was like best indie game, CSRs, hooray, and keep it moving. Um, most impactful was, I never say it right, but Tachia, am I saying that correctly? But that was another one. I, I know Rebecca Valentine had that article that she put out today, which was fantastic, where she she's allowing these these uh, award winners to actually give their acceptance speeches, just unacceptable. Um, I think that was pretty much what everybody in attendance w- was feeling and thinking, like in real time, we were all kind of turning, looking at you like, what's going on here? It wasn't fun. 
Um, this was my fourth game awards that I've attended in person, and it was my least favorite one for that very fact. Despite all the awesome game reveals that we got to see, it was seeing that the games that we actually got to play and we wanted to see celebrated did not get a fair amount of time. And I understand Jeff has to pay the bills. Jeff has to have sponsorships. There has to be commercials. Part of the game awards are the reveals to get the eyeballs to tune in. 100% get that. But it almost felt like an overcorrection to what happened with Christopher Judge last year. And ultimately, it was a step back. So hopefully, I know he's heard heard the feedback. Hopefully, you know, this will be a lessons learned for him and they can adjust appropriately next year. But this is also why the Golden Joystick Awards, BAFTA, DICE, things like this are important where these award winners do get the time and do get the recognition that they need, you know, when they're winning these awards. And, you know, as someone obviously that loves games, I want to hear from the people behind these games, you know, get their flowers. So hopefully he he corrects that next year. Yeah, that's really well said, Paris. And I'm right there with you. I echo a lot of what you said. And I do believe that Jeff will recourse correct yeah. because I think we've seen Jeff now. He's really been in the mainstay probably the past five years. I know he's been doing it longer, but like these past five years, it has been, hey, Jeff, you're doing this. Oh, we didn't like that. He course corrects left yeah. or right and readjusts, right? I think next year we will see something different, but I agree with you on that one, Paris. I love the presentation. I think what Jeff did with the celebrities to the game announcements was wowing. It was awesome to stay there and feel truly engaged for three hours, but there was a big miss there on showing the developers, letting them talk, letting them share the love for their team and really shining a light on that. As someone who growing up really was just a gamer where I'd buy the game, I don't know who's making it, I don't know the faces, I don't know the team name, I just played the games. And as I've grown more into the industry, I've started to see more of that peel back and learn more people. But for me, when we're talking about the biggest stage, I think that is a great opportunity to allow others who might not know the face of a Gary Widow who made X game to see that person come up, talk about their team, talk about their experience. That's why I'm tuning in is to see that. I love the compliments of the bonus, uh, the game announcements. I like the celebrities. That's great. But I do want to see the teams. I want to share that awesome moment with them and hear the awesome, cool trials and tribulations of what it took to develop this game that I love. So that was my only miss. I think Jeff will course correct, but this was the best one so far. It was just missing the heart of it. And that's the game developers getting what's yep. due for them. Yeah, I, I quite agree. Um, and I'll caveat my statements um, by saying I didn't watch the awards and that's not a knock against the, I just don't watch awards shows. I don't watch the Oscars. It's just, I, I, they, they go on forever. I just find them boring. And like anything interesting that happens the next day is a, I can watch it as a two minute clip the next morning. I have to sit through the whole thing. Um, but so, but I did see the two minute clips the next day and I did read a lot of the coverage, by the way, shout out to, to Reb for that article. What, a brilliant, what a brilliant idea that mm -hmm. was. Um, couple of things. So yeah, so the, the, I, I, I didn't even talk about, it. there was, a, there was also a thing of like, are we not going to acknowledge the layoffs at all? Like, you know, mm -hmm. that was one of the biggest yeah, stories. That was, the other part, that was one of the biggest stories in gaming. I think that there probably was a way to gracefully address that. I, whether or not they even thought about it, I don't know. But, you know, was, that was something else that I know left a bad taste in certain people's mouths. The biggest issue, yeah, certainly was though people, the, the, the winners getting played off too quickly. Um, there's, there's, there's generally like a theme for that. The Oscars do it, right? They, they bundle a bunch of categories into like, oh, during the break, these, you know, the, these less glamorous things also won Oscars. And they, they kind of get like pushed off to the side. 
Um, and, it's, and it's bullshit. The whole thing about indie game being like put in a sizzle reel, that's disgraceful. Mm. Come on, we can, surely we can do better than that. I think the biggest problem with the TGAs as they stand right now is that they've gone too far down the road of wanting to be, become a Hollywood glitz and glamour spectacle. That's all about, oh, who's the, who are the biggest stars we can get on stage? What are the, I understand the big game trailers are part of the appeal and it's part of what makes these things financially, you know, it's, it's part of the business plan for the show and I get it. And it's, it's exciting to see some of these reveals. But like, I don't, I, can, can someone explain to me why Matthew McConaughey was there? Why Timothy Chalamet was there? Why Al Pacino was there last year? Like, I, I, these aren't people that are, like, I, this is the weird thing. As part of a bigger issue, I don't think that as a gaming industry, we need to feel like Hollywood's little brother anymore. Mm. GTA is right, bigger than correct. any movie out there, right? Like we, we put up some of the, the, some of the biggest entertainment stories of the year. Now, consistently every year are video game stories. Hollywood's in the fucking doldrums. All the movies are crashing. No one's going to see Indiana Jones or uh, the, you know, the new uh, Marvel movie. Video games are, if anything, Hollywood should be asking us for favors. And so I, I don't know. I don't know why we why we seem why we seem to be grateful because someone who is in the fucking Pelican Brief is is now on the stage at the Game Awards. I guarantee you, Matthew McConaughey, if you put an Xbox controller and a PlayStation controller in front of him, you can tell it which is which. Well, so why is he up there? Now, to be he fair would, to him, apparently he's in he's the game. A, he's yeah, he, in he, a game. He's in a game. Yeah. But then they showed the trailer and you don't hear him whatsoever. It was very no. confusing. It's uh, very weird. Yeah, I, there's a balance, Gary, for me, right? Because I do love seeing celebrities as quote-unquote gamers coming on and being a part of our world, yeah. right? Like, I think of the Call of Duty commercial way back in the day that had Dwight Howard and had your favorite rappers like Eminem's, and they, they had everybody in and there, that right? Kind and of, I love that. That kind of convergence is fine. And if you want yeah. to put Keanu up there or Idris or someone who actually is in a game in a major mm -hmm. way or Jordan Peele who's collaborating with Kojima, all of that's relevant. But to your point, the key is balance. Right now, the balance is wrong. Yes. It's too much time on gimmicks and dance number. I mean, don't get the Sam Lake dance number thing. Who, like, who, who doesn't love that, right? That was all great. But to, to, like, you can cut down on the bullshit Hollywood stuff and give people a little more time to actually receive their awards, which is what these things are supposed to be about. Agreed. I mean, this, this is an age-old problem. The Oscars won for, run somehow for four hours, and yet the winners still get played off after 30 seconds. Like, get the balance right. It doesn't all have to be about <clears throat> gimmicks and trailers and dance numbers and spectacles. And, oh, I, oh, oh, he was in that movie, and now he's on this stage. Who gives a fuck? Let Give the people time to accept the reward and like it's just it's just a balancing issue and i think they're worried that if there's too many people giving speeches and not enough celebrities or like you know sexy glitz and glamour on the on, on the screen people are going to tune out but remember who your core audience is we want to see these people like flower says we want to see these people get their flowers right we want to feel happy for them and honestly i think by association you feel kind of annoyed for them when you when they're clearly being played off and they're not even anywhere close to done not everyone needs to be chris judge right going on for 10 minutes i get that but there is there's I don't, know, I don't know how much time they were given before they started to see the rapid up sign, but not enough. I would like... Give oh, them a, 30 seconds. Oh, come <laughs> on. That's not even close. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it, it was not good. But the other point I wanted to bring up was like, just even with the presenter for Game of the Year, instead of it being a celebrity who is not like ingrained in, into quote-unquote gaming, it should be, and I don't take credit for this, but 
how awesome would it be to see a Reggie or a Sarah Bond or Phil Spencer, right, come up there and give the game of the year or the previous? Well, game that, I mean, of that's what winner. the Oscars do. The previous yeah, exactly. winners give it. Yeah. So, but yeah. so, like for example, next year you would have like someone from Larian would get, and that that to me feels good. He has like kind of like you know when you win the Masters, the previous Masters winner puts the green jacket Agreed. on you. It should be yeah. like that from one developer congratulating another, not exactly. like the biggest Timothy celebrity Chalamet that we could book. Once had an Xbox controller YouTube channel, so he no, should... no, he used to mod he used to mod his own xbox controllers yeah, it was cool. i'll give was him cool. props yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that but yeah it is interesting you have hideo kojima there why is hideo kojima not coming out and giving out game of the year award yeah why is tim schaefer not there like you said right. the biggest and the baddest names in the game industry should be there doing that to say oh wow that's cool you know i agree with all of if that. you if i if i won i mean obviously it would never happen but if i were to win like game of the year i would much rather get that award from tim schaefer than whoever is the Hollywood flavor of the month. The Rock. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Agreed. Yeah. Well, of course, let's talk about some positives because Xbox, as I said, really brought it. But I want to shine a light on that Xbox first-party teams that won, and they got their flowers. So let's give some love to, of course, Forza Motorsport and Turn 10, who won Best Innovation in Accessibility and Best Sports Slash Racing Game. Congratulations, Turn can, 10. Can on I pause team. on that really quick? Hit me. It was so cool when they won, and I was like, me and Mike interviewed them. We interviewed <laughs> yeah. them. We got to talk to them. That is awesome. You that know? was wicked. And, of course, best audio design went to High Five Rush. So shout out to Tango Gameworks. Yeah. Congratulations. Those two, two felt kind of nailed on from the start, though, right? Like, I think we all felt good on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah for mm -hmm. sure. But congratulations to the first-party studios and, of course, all third parties that won awards. It was a really special night. It was awesome to celebrate. And that's what the big goal was, is to celebrate those hardworking men and women who create the games that we love. And we love that kind of vibe. And so here we're going to celebrate Xbox absolutely bringing some wild they announcements. Brought, they brought more than I thought they would. They brought more than we thought they would and i call it the big three let's start off with the first one of course hellblade 2 made their appearance of course shout out to ninja theory they had a beautiful musical act to start off into a gameplay trailer that was captured on xbox series x hardware so you go back watch that in 4k it's badass uh the game continues to look good we did get to see some combat but not extended sequences of gameplay slash combat it was very cut and spliced back and forth so you couldn't get a good read on it but it very much read hey this is a super get hype trailer to me no firm date just 2024 paris I want you to know that I've come around on Hellblade. You know, I, w I have been someone on this desk <laughs> that has been yelling, give me the date. I don't want to see any more of it. I have now said to myself watching this, I said, you know what, Ninja Theory, do your thing. I'm sick of asking for a date. You give it to me when you're ready. Whatever. I, whatever whenever you want it, I don't care. I'm, I'm past it now. I, I, I got in trouble for that very thing during the game awards because it was funny because ryan mccaffrey and i were not to out him but ryan mccaffrey and i were talking about it like as as uh that was going on and we go they need to give us a release window is is what we're saying oh. like give me a release window and then when they said 2024 and this is a nitpick obviously because hellblade 2 it looked phenomenal running on series x i'm ex very excited for it but it, they just said 2024 and i had said at the time well, at this point, I, I'm just assuming it's fall 2024. It's just my assumption that they're not ready to at least say spring 2024 or whatever the case, right? I'm just going to assume we'll be playing Hellblade 2 probably a year from now. Um, and people were like, let them cook, let them do their thing. And my only pushback on this for everything that you said, Mike, is let's not forget 
Hellblade 2 is the very first game yeah. that we saw yeah. in 2019 when they revealed the Series X. So we're now in year four of, of this. This is now the fourth time that we've seen Hellblade 2. And we're, they're, they're, they're still not ready to at least give us a window of expectation other than 2024, which, like you said, hey, if if they need time, we've learned over the past few years, if studios need more time, give them more time. So if Ninja Theory is not ready to, to commit themselves to a release window, that's fine. But that would probably be my only teeny tiny nitpick. To, to come out of that. But at this point, hey, if it winds up being holiday 2024, so be it. Because it, it looks it looks fantastic. I, I cannot wait to play it. So I think they're absolutely going to have a hit on their hands when, when it does come out. Yeah, it looks real good. Um, yeah, it's not my... It's funny, when I... I knew that Xbox had a good showing because when I uh, dialed into YouTube the next morning and I looked at my subscriptions page, like the channels I, I subscribed to the Xbox channel, it was just endless Xbox. <laughs> well, wow, they debuted a lot of uh -huh. stuff, so I want to watch a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, the first Hellblade was not my cup. I didn't. My wife played it. I didn't play it too much. It wasn't my cup of tea. But the, the new one looked so. I mean, it's one of those games like you might have to play it just because it looks so good. Of it could, it, on this showing, it could be like the best looking game of this generation. I mean, it looks absolutely phenomenal. So mm -hmm. I do. I, I have renewed interest in it. Um, I joked last week or the week before about like with the one thing we don't need is another Hellblade trailer, right? Yeah. Just enough already. But we got one and it was really good, so fine. As you know, I don't really subscribe to the whole release date thing. I don't need. I, it's, I'm not desperate to know when it's coming out. What am I going to do? Like organize my calendar around it? Oh, don't make a <laughs> don't go on vacation in August because that's when Hellblade comes out. Like, yeah. like, just go and live your life. The game will come out when it comes out. Yeah. Um and. Plus, you know, I very rarely have the time to play games when they come out. And like I said, the release date of a game is when I have time to play it, not when it's ready for me to play it. Um, but it looks really good. Uh, the only other thing I was, the only other point I was going to make about Hellblade, I've lost the plot. I forgot. Okay. I, I was going to make one right. more. It'll come back to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, like Paris said, and you just said, I think Xbox has learned two big things over the course of the past couple of years is one, don't show a game too early. I think if we could rewind time, they'd probably say, hey, maybe let's not show Hellblade as the first Series X game and kick the can down the road. And two, I think they've adjusted more to let's just put 2024 out there instead of kicking the can down the road of, hey, we said February. Well, we're not quite ready for that. So let's kick it down think, to summer again, then to fall. I think just put the year on it. Well, I remember, it I remember the point I was going to make now. Um, given the there's so much slippage, right? And we've seen like yeah, the, mm -hmm. last year was the year of like, you know, the, the, the card, the yeah, social media card saying, you know, oh, sorry, we've had to push the date. As soon as you push that date, you're backed into it, right? And you're working to a deadline. Whereas as long as you haven't announced anything, you've got the time that it takes. Um, and I think, you know, after all the slippage that we've seen, and I said this when they announced the Starfield date, they will hit that date because we're now in an era where if you announce a date, you better hit it, right? We're tired of dates slipping. So... But you, know, you can put that off by just not announcing the date. And you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. I know we're going to get to the GTA 6 trailer in a moment. People were going, where's, GTA, where's the GTA 6 trailer? Oh, my God, it's been 12 years since GTA 5. Fair enough. They put a trailer out. They do put a date on it. And people aren't happy with the date they put on it. So you can't, <laughs> you can't win on 2025. So what do you want to do? Like, would it have been better for them to not date it and leave, it, and let you, leave you wondering? I don't. It, it just seems like you can't win in, in the release date re reveal game. Can I say something crazy? Can I, I'm going to put myself out there and say something crazy. You know how before we talked about, oh, GTA doesn't need the Game Awards. They're so big. And the Game Awards, it would, it would overshadow every other announcement. 
if you slid the GTA announcement inside the Game Awards, it would blend in with every other thing. It would still be a big pop, but we'd still talk about the other big announcements because you have Hideo Kojima and Jordan Peele coming out sharing stuff. You have a Jurassic Park coming out and sharing stuff. There was a load of awesome there was, announcements. But, uh, there was, that but I GTA, think GTA and no, that trailer, 2025, no. could have been G put in there, no problem. GTA is in, a, is in a category of one. Somebody look up how many views the GTA can. It broke a like, for 24 and, hours. If it had, like, us in the industry, we would have been talking about everything. Because, yeah, Kojima and Jordan Peele, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Hellblade 2 being shown for the 19th time. Blade, all this stuff. But in the grand zeitgeist of casual gamers, everybody would have just talked about GTA, and then everything else would have been fallen to the wayside. I agree. Okay. okay. I agree. It's it's GTA, it GTA just, G, like, there was a whole thing, oh, why aren't, you, why aren't you putting the trailer on Twitter? Because it doesn't need it. it doesn't, you don't need any of you fools. GTA is its own thing. <laughs> it is so big, they, 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 could have, they could have put it anywhere, and it would have 100 billion zillion views. Because it's fucking GTA it is in a category of one. And I think the people at Rockstar, they, they would not publicly say this because they never publicly say, publicly say anything. They probably feel, A, that it, it, would, it diminishes it by just throwing it in with a bunch of other games. Even if, even if they make it the star reveal, the one at the end, no, we do our own thing. We don't need anyone else. Um, and also, if I had a trailer at the, at, um, the Game Awards and I found out the GTA 6 was always going to be there, I might pull mine because I don't want to get steamrolled by it. Again, to, to Barrett's point, it's all people are going to talk about the next yeah. day. Let's jump into what people were talking about. Announcement number two, OD, Kojima, Xbox, Jordan Peele took the stage. Let me give you a couple of uh, brief little notes that they wrote out on the press brief. A Hideo Kojima game, OD, explores the concept of testing your fear threshold and what it means to OD on fear while blurring the boundaries of gaming and film. So, I have a couple of things for all of you. Kojima, on what the game he is making up at the TGAs with Jeff on stage, he said, I really like to always challenge new things, groundbreaking things, and that's my rule. This one, with the help of Xbox Game Studios and using their cloud gaming technology, I'm doing this together. It's really to make immersive and also something that no one has ever seen before. What I'm trying to do and is the same thing uh, at the same time, is a new form of media. Then he brought out Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele emphasized immersion and utterly terrifying. And then Kojima ended with, I'm assembling what he calls the Avengers to collaborate on this project. So it's not just Jordan Peele. He's got other people coming in for what is called OD, a terrifying experience. Paris, I'll start with you. What did you think of the door? What did you think of this? I mean, I love it. I mean, we we obviously critiqued it at the top when we we're just talking about the overall game award show. But in in its own segment, I, I I love to see Kojima come out and finally confirm that he's making this game. He's working with Xbox uh, Xbox Game Studios Publishing, and they're they're utilizing cloud streaming and they're taking they're doing something new. That that's what excites me the most about this. Whether it winds up being a smash hit or an utter failure, it's the attempt to actually try and create a brand new medium in, in media. I'm, I'm excited for it. I really want to see what he comes up with and what they do and what their creative vision is going to be by bringing in all these other visionary minds, you know, to work alongside him. Like maybe this will truly blur the lines between games and, and movies. So I, yeah, let, let's do it. I'm, I'm excited to see it. 
Gary pushing boundaries. What do you think about this? First of all, I, there was something about Greg correctly predicting. I don't know. I yeah, didn't, I didn't Greg, see, I didn't see any of the, the 10 teach. hours of fucking content uh, he made about how he correctly uh, predicted uh, this, yeah. so I'm not entirely Greg sure what happened there. Greg was yelling from the rooftop that Kojima's going to go big at the Game Awards. He went big. He was there. He brought out Jordan Peele. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. So yeah. Greg got it right. Look, I agree. Kojima with Xbox, obviously we kind of knew that was coming, yeah. but you know, it's obviously a big Big, big win for Xbox that this is where, you know, Kojima is making his next game. What a massive statement for huge, them. Huge, huge yeah. win for Xbox Studios. I think creatively, Kojima and Jordan Peele collaborating, you know, are, that's also cool. super exciting. Um, from the trailer, other than, hey, un, you know, the, the uh, Unreal, the Epic MetaHuman stuff is obviously next level. That's, that's the technology they're using. Looks really, really, at that point, I don't know why they're just not using, a, you know, for that, like, good, that, just, just point a camera at an actor. Yeah. Like we've yeah. had that technology for a long time and it's even better. Um, but it looks really amazing. Um, obviously impossible to say what the game's going to be because it's just faces staring at a screen. Um, and again, I just personally like Death Stranding bored the fucking living daylights out of me. Like I just not, did not find that game fun to play at all. Okay. So I, I, for me, like, oh, because you've got a new game coming out is not as exciting as any number of other developers you might mention because I just, I think Kojima is very good at what he does. It's just not, my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, but I, obviously it's very exciting and I look forward to seeing what it is. Yeah, I thought this was a big announcement. This was a big one for Xbox fans, especially when you bring up Hideo Kojima, right? And we know that he's been working with Xbox, but we didn't know when that timing would be. And you know that Death Stranding 2 was on the horizon. I think it's a big win for Xbox fans of like, oh, they didn't show Dead or Death Stranding 2, which would have been, you know, PlayStation this, PlayStation that. I think that's a special one to get the Xbox side of things coming from this creator. And I can't wait to see where this goes. This is going to be wild stuff. When... Will we see this, Gary and Paris? I have a feeling like it's going to be far away. Paris, yeah, if you had to sure. guess, when do you really think we're seeing this? 2026. Woo! Gary, what you think? I think that's conservative. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Well, let's talk about another game out of the big three. Number three on the announcements, Blade from Arcane Leon, who, of course, made Deathloop and Dishonored. This is another game that's very far away, but man, oh, man, was it a dope announcement marvel's blade is a mature single player third person game set in the heart of paris now in development from arcane guys gary i'll start with you we wanted a superhero xbox fans got a superhero in blade what do you think about this i'm one? excited about this one uh blade is one of my favorite characters the the first wesley snipes movie to me is still one of the best comic book movies ever made it's so fucking yes. good it's a oh. bad, it, 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 it's such he's such a badass character. I think this is a good um, match of developer and project. Like as you know, I'm a little bit like marvelled out at this point. Like the, it, it, I just kind of feel like they're running out of gas a little bit creatively, and it's like eh, I just haven't seen any of the recent stuff because it just doesn't excite me that much. But like when they make that Blade, I don't care maybe it's a TV show or a movie at this point. But like when they make the next Blade thing, I will see that because I'll always see anything like Blade is just fucking badass. And this, I, I like the art style. It just, you know, I don't know exactly what kind of game it's going to be, but I'm imagining it's going to be some kind of third-person Spider-Man kind of thing, open world, slashing up vampires. I'm guessing. I don't know, but I'm excited. To, and obviously, again, they only showed a cinematic, so who the hell knows? But I'm, you know, I'm happy knowing that this is a game that is being made. Paris, what do you think of this? A lot of energy, oh, a lot of I, excitement. 
super super stoked for this and i'm very happy for 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 dinga and uh arcane lion being able to because you know going by what people have been saying since the announcement i guess they pitched had an uh, just an amazing pitch to marvel games for this to be able to acquire um the opportunity to be able to make this blade game but to your point gary it is third person um they haven't said open world but it, it's going to happen in paris france is is where where they're they're doing this so it will be interesting to see how how this plays out but i'm i'm excited for it um i i love def loop i thought that was a very novel concept so to see that team now transition into making blade but let's do it um i know <laughs> there's a little kerfuffle about is this exclusive is it not why is an xbox putting any official logos on it or whatever obviously we'll never know the the reasons why but just taking a very educated guess, I would assume at this point it will be an exclusive title for Xbox. Uh, will it show up on Game Pass or anything like that? Who knows? But uh, even if it is an exclusive, who cares? We're getting a Blade game from Arcane Line. That's the way I look at it. Um, I'll get to play it on the Xbox, and it's going to be amazing. So if other people get to play it on other platforms, good for them too. That's the way I look at it. A a highly respected developer in arcane lying is making a game they want to make that's the thing that i take away from this so really looking forward to it yeah that's well said parents because a lot of people went back and forth is it exclusive it's not why didn't they put the big old xbox banner in front of it doesn't matter to me you got a dope developer my, making my a dope enjoyment of game. a game on xbox is not diminished by knowing that someone's also playing exactly. it on a playstation weird stuff you know, that that behavior only happens on Twitter, Gary. Wood. Right. You know that. I know. It only yeah. happens on the gamers universe that are sitting in front of the computers typing away. Yeah. Nobody cares. Play the awesome game because, man, oh, man, is it going to be super dope. And the best part, the added benefit of it coming to Xbox, it's a first-party game. It's going to be on Game Pass. Boom. Save you that money. Let's have some fun. I love it. I can't wait for this. Another one that is going to be very far out. I mean, Paris, if we're taking a look at the watch, it's 2024, let's say. How much longer do we have to wait for this game? Now, you, I don't know if you know, speaking of Twitter, Idle Sloth on Twitter. I love he's, Idle he's Sloth. Always, Shout out. I got, I got to meet him. Very, very handsome man, by the way. Um, but he's always doing his detective work, and it looks like one of the creative leads on it um, has been working on it for two years. So taking that away, it seems like it's been in development for two years. Who knows how true that is or it isn't. I would say at a minimum, I, I'm going to stick with that 2026 again, man. I, I, I don't see this coming in the next couple of years. I don't. So I, I would say 2026. 2026 for Blade. is a good one. I think 2027. Yeah. The bar's really high as well because, you know, what, what Insomniac has done with Spider-Man, and yeah. I'm quite sure we'll do again with Wolverine, has really set the bar incredibly high. Like you, you, you would hope that Blade is going to be at that level, which yeah. is a very hard level. To reach yeah i mean i mean but th but that's the thing about it gary i mean you know again going into the you know what platform has what i mean obviously insomniac has done an amazing job with, with spider-man and and that you can only play that on a playstation so maybe blade becomes that for xbox and i think to your point that you mentioned before he's such a kick-ass character you get the right studio that understands that and dives into the lore of what makes blade awesome 
hell yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I I, I think this could be a huge win yeah, for if Xbox. You, if you care about the like, you have this, but we have that of it all. Yeah, Spider Man, right. but like Spider Man is for kids, fucking lunch boxes yep. and Happy Meals. Blade is a fucking badass. Whoa. Yes, and that's like if, if I wanted to be, if I want my console to be associated with one superhero or another, I can choose Spider Man or Blade. Fucking Blade all day long. <laughs> hey now. Oh yeah, I love that. Let's go through a couple of cool announcements that I saw that maybe you guys vibed with, or just to put on the audience's radar. Of course, Brothers, Tales of Two Sons, a big oh, Xbox Live hit. about that remake. And the nice remake yeah. right there for you, Gary Whittis. Did keep not see out. that coming. Whoa. But what a great game. As I said, Joseph Farris, one of my favorite game developers. He's now three for three. Every game he's made is an absolute banger. And Brothers of Tales of Two Sons is probably the game that people have played. Like Everybody played It Takes Two, right? Because it was Game of the Year and it was fantastic. Of course. I think many, many people played A Way Out. Also excellent. But Brothers... I remember playing this on the 360, and I'm mean, interested to see how they're going to how they're going to recreate it. Still has one of the most deeply affecting endings of any game I've ever played, and it, and it, and the way that it marries storytelling and gameplay is fucking genius. And so I'm yeah. very excited. I'm excited about this coming back just because it will, it will find a new audience that wouldn't that missed it on 360. Probably aren't going to go back and play the 360 version, but now it's you know refreshed and new again. Such a such a good game. I was marveling at how well this game. I remember thinking that some like, whoever made this is going to fucking go places, and 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 so it happened because Joe went on to make these other amazing games. But Brothers, like, easy to forget about because it's his first game and it was back when. Such a great game. I'm really glad that it's going to find a new audience. Paris, I know you and I really love Ori. Moon Studios announced Yo, their next yeah. game, No Rest for the Wicked. This is very, it's top down, very action focused, fantasy looking game. This is one to put on your radar. If you liked Ori coming from that studio, let's see what they got. Something a little more combat heavy, it looks like. I I'm interested in this. I'm circling my I'm circling my calendar for this one, Paris. Yeah, as soon as they revealed that, I, I think I even tweeted it at the time. I go, this looks like my kind of game. Really looking forward to this. And again, the pedigree of, of Moon Studios. Yeah, I'm yeah, sign me up. I'm really looking forward to this. One that is near and dear to my heart is Supermassive and Behavior are teaming up for a Dead by Daylight single-player experience. The casting of Frank Stone, Dead by Daylight, is red hot always. It is a big game yeah. that took over the zeitgeist in the world. Awesome to see them teaming up with Supermassive. You I did mean, the quarry, right? The quarry. Yeah, because I love the quarry. Oh, my God. I know you love the quarry. And, of course, Until Dawn yeah. and so many other games. This is going to be very cool to see a Dead by Daylight world in single player and how they blend those design choices in the game that we got from all of Supermassive games. It's going to be I fun. enjoy those kind of games. This, is, this definitely will be on my, on my list. Another cool one I think we're all going to get hyped for, Jurassic Park Survival. Are you yeah. kidding me? They're making a Jurassic <laughs> Park game? This yeah. is wicked looking. I guess it takes place like right after JP1. So this should be a fun time, Gary. This is something you... You keep an eye out for Happens this. Happens right after JP1 with apparently the exact same scenes happening again with different she, people. That's She's weird. back. She's back. She's got to go check out what's happening. Keep an eye out for that one. Uh, and then my final did, one. Did, 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 was it only a cinematic they showed on this, on this one? Did uh, they no, show they had a little bit of gameplay. A okay. little bit of gameplay later on in it. Uh, nothing too crazy gameplay-wise, but they did show you first person going to be hopping around, running for your life away okay, from here we uh, go, yeah. scary dinos. Yeah, I think it could be good. Oh. Man, I'm excited for that one. And the final one I want to highlight before we talk about GTA 6 really quick is Sean Murray came out from Hello Games yeah. and announced their next game, which is super sick looking, Light No Fire. Mm -hmm. So here's the details. Five years they've been working on this, something new, different and more ambitious. They're creating an Earth, similar to how they created the galaxy and the universe of No Man's Sky. They're creating an Earth here. 
the first real open world playable with others. Uh, first real open world playable with others looks insane. A dozen people on the team, which is insane. And all the footage that you see, if you go look up this trailer, was captured in game with multiplayer on. Uh, Gary Whitta, this game looks nuts here. Yeah, it looks, re it looks really, really pretty. It looks a little Avatar-esque in, oh, in ways, yeah, okay. in terms of you know, the, kind of the biome and uh, flying around on the, on the big dragon-type creatures and stuff. I guess the promise here is like what is, is, like, the, is like the full expression of what, the, what we thought Starfield planets was going to be, right? Like mm -hmm. fully explorable, but like, yeah. obviously if you're just doing one planet, you can really blow it out and, yeah. and do that. And so it'll be interesting to see how that works. Obviously, Hello Games have got you know, a, a remarkable... Um, uh, you know, pedigree in terms of obviously No Man's Sky took a while to get there, but it ended up in a really amazing place. Um, I don't know, the world doesn't, the, I don't know if I'm excited, again, just me personally, if I'm excited about what uh, whatever this world is. This Skyrim, yeah, Lord of the Rings, fantasy it, from, looking from world. A, from from a game perspective, it could, especially with the multiplayer aspect, it could be something really special. Paris, with all the things that this team has learned from No Man's Sky, you got to think, this is going to be something special here, right? Yeah, and, and that's the exact point, I, because obviously just leaning into the joke of his original announcement just goes to show you the confidence that they have, that they have taken so many lessons learned from, from that moment about not over-promising and, you know, obviously trying to deliver on what the what the vision is going to be. I mean, look at, look at what... Um, no Man's Sky is now compared to, to what he promised. He's actually almost exceeded some of the things that he originally promised. So, yeah, I would hope coming out on this big stage, making fun of it, all the lessons learned that, that they've had, that this will live up, mo you know, now not everything's going to be perfect, but, but live up to the expectation and the ambition of what they're trying to do with this game. Now, I know you mentioned this one. I do have to throw in an, an another one Tell as me. well. And I hope I'm not butchering these names, but Tales of Kinzera, uh, Zhao, from, from um, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on the studio name? I'm being bad with names right now, I apologize. But uh, the side-scroller from Surgeon Studios, um, because he, had, he came out, the C yeah, the CEO came out. Oh, look at that, okay. Yeah, this yeah, one was flashy, yeah. this one looked good. Yeah, that looks, and he's dedicating it to the father again. He had a, now that was one he gave him the time, and it was like, good, because yeah. he had an emotional moment on stage, just dedicated to his father making this game, whole thing. By the way, got to meet him pr the night before, and um, it was uh, uh, Caroline from um, um, that made As Dust Falls. Yes, uh-huh. She, she introed him to me, and me being the idiot that I am, right over my head, right? And then the next day, I'm like, oh my God, it's him. He's making this game. But uh, yeah, that looks amazing to me. Looks a little um, Ori-esque, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah Look, that... Looks Side-scroller looks really fun. A lot of fun. Looking forward to that. And that one, I think, is spring of next year. It's coming out, so we don't have to wait too long uh, to get that one. Yeah, yep. keep an eye out for that one. Yep. Uh, Paris, any more before we go? Um, yeah, you, you touched on Sean Murray. We just said that one. Um, I, I think I think we hit on everything. The 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 wow ones, like the okay. wow moments. Um, trying to think anything. There was else. a lot of great ones. There's so many yeah. more. Like Untitled I mean, Goose Game has another game coming out yep. that Ooh, you're yeah. gonna love, Gary. You're gonna you and your family are gonna love this one. I forget Walk Walk or something like that. Yeah. I had it on my notes. Just turned off the PC. Awesome looking, but, fun. But but see, that just goes back to the overall thing of what we, we were talking about at the very beginning. As a reveal event, this A plus, 
A freaking plus. There were so many awesome reveals. So the future of games is very exciting. <laughs> Let's put this it might, that it's, way. It's There's... weird because we you know, we've had episodes over the past year where we've dissected these Xbox showcases. This yeah. might actually be their best Xbox's best showing. Oh, at the, at, the, at the Game Awards for Xbox was solid. Hundred oh, percent. Like Paris said. As game announcements goes, this is like right up there as one of the best game announcement showcases that we've ever had For in sure. the gaming mm -hmm. world. Because this was nonstop awesome game after awesome game. And Jeff really brought it. For three hours and 15 minutes, there was no stopping. And if you include the pre-show too, this was a lot. It was filled with trailers. And it was cool as can yeah. be. That's why the developers have no time to say thank you to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give those people more time, Jeff Keeley. That's all we want. Yeah. And bring up yeah. more faces because I want to see people just celebrate and share the cool stuff with their team. Let's go around the table really quick because last week we had that awesome Halo interview. We did not get to talk about GTA 6. We will rapid fire before we go. Dudes, GTA 6 trailer dropped and oh boy, we're going down to Florida and it looks incredible. This team over at Rockstar Man, they make video games. They make some cool video games, Gary. With I mean, I got you know what 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 is there left to say? I got I got exactly what I wanted. You know, we've talked about I I wanted Vice City. Yep. Right. That was my drive. I wanted to go back to Vice City. That's obviously where where we're going. Although it looks like they're blowing it out to more of like I can't remember what their version of Florida is called. It's called uh, something else. Mm. But like it's more than just Vice City. It's like obviously you're going to go out like to their version of the Everglades and like beyond just the city itself. Um, but I mean, this looks like the most Florida ass game oh, ever made, right? It man. just, it just, it looks sick. It looks like exactly what you'd expect from Rockstar post uh, Red Dead Two in terms of the technology and the visuals. It's, it's the next fucking GTA. What more do you need to know? It, it's, it's been my most anticipated game, uh, the game I want to play the most for a few years now, and you know, more, more so now that now than ever, we've got a, a first look at it. It looks incredible. Oh my gosh, Paris, what do you think of this one? Gary just nailed it. Yeah. Because that's what I said. Nuts. This is the most Florida thing ever. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this looks like home. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's Rockstar. You, yeah. you know, Rockstar is going to deliver. So, hey, like, like you said, 2025, take all the time you need. Yo, take you all the time you amazing. need. That was a yeah. little shot to the heart when it was like we were all kind of hyping up, like, oh, you know, they usually go pretty tight here. Maybe it will be 2024. And when they said coming 2025, I was like, oh, man, you got me so excited for this. It'll be worth the wait. And so now we live in a waiting for Grand Theft Auto 6 officially oh, world. Imagine right now. sometime in the future, in 2025. You're gonna go home. You're gonna turn the lights off. You're gonna you're gonna fucking boot up GTA uh, Six and play it for the first time. That is something that's gonna happen in your future. Oh, oh my God. man, I can't wait, guys! It has been great to be back at the desk with both of you, especially during the holidays. Yeah. It is a time for family and loved ones to come together and just celebrate life and be together and give thanks. So make sure to go hug a loved one, call your mama, call your dad, call your auntie, call your uncle, call anybody in your life and tell them how much you appreciate them. And to all those incredible game developers out there that were shined on during the Game Awards and throughout the whole entire year who made something dope, hey, we thank you for all your awesome efforts and your dope video games. On behalf of me and my two gaming dads, we're out of here for the week. We'll catch you back here next week for one more final episode before 2024 for the Kind of Funny X-Cast. Goodbye, gamers.